This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Today I want to speak with you about St. John Vianney. He's known as the Cure of Ars. And he was born in 1786 in France. And he, as a young child, lived during the anti-clerical terror phase of the French Revolution. So what this meant was that priests were in hiding and it was a real difficult time in his childhood to be a faithful Catholic. And so he was involved with this because his family, they were very faithful Catholics and they hid priests and they had mass and they, they moved around and, and did what they needed to do to maintain um, their very pious and religious life. And this, this left an impression on young John Vianney and these priests who risked their lives to bring the sacraments to people. They were his heroes. And he knew so many of them, you know, one-on-one. So that's kind of the, the, the childhood that prepared him to become a saint eventually, and actually prepared him for the priesthood too. So as the story goes, he was drafted into Napoleon's army as an adult, and he got, he got pretty sick. And so he had to go to a hospital. Well, the way they did it then, like when you got released from the hospital, you were supposed to go and catch up with your, with your company and join them. But in the catching up with his company after he had been sick, he, he got lost. He couldn't find them. And then somebody came along and actually guided him to a farmhouse where he stayed with, with some folks in hiding. And he stayed with them until amnesty was granted in 1810. And then he was released and he went on to, to become a priest. And this was no easy thing for him at all. Uh, he had difficulty with his studies. He really just couldn't master the rigors of Latin and becoming a priest. But he was so sincere and somebody saw that in him and, you know, went to bat for him so that he could actually become a priest. And so they appointed him as a parish priest of Ars, France. And that's why we know him as the cure of Ars. In this, in this little town, there were only 230 inhabitants and on his way there, actually, he got lost trying to find it because it was so small and a sheep herder, you know, he happened to run across, brought him to the town. But when he arrived in this tiny little town, the people were in very poor spiritual shape. 
there were all the sins in this little town that we have today. It just human nature is what it is. And so he made it his point to visit every single family. So that was part of his strategy to build up the church. And then he started hearing confessions and the holiness of this priest began to spread. I mean, he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, if you know what I mean. But as far as spirituality went, he had incredible gifts. He could read people's souls. And so this really helped with confession. And of course, you know, word spread. They didn't have the internet or anything like that that we have today, but word did spread. And what happened was that he would end up hearing about 20,000 confessions every year. He would be in the confessional from 12 to 16 hours a day. And so this is the point of this particular program is the value of the confessional because it's in the confessional that souls are snatched out of Satan's grip one soul at a time. This is, this is where it all happens, where we're reconciled to our Lord. It's the sacrament of mercy. And speaking of being merciful, there was one woman in, in this town and she was very upset because her husband had jumped off a bridge in order to commit suicide. And he, he died obviously. And when she went to talk to the priest, John Vianney, and she was tearful, he said to her, and this was a man who, who exhibited all these spiritual gifts and he gave her hope and he gave her mercy. And this is what he said to her. I'm paraphrasing. He said, between the bridge and the water, there was a penitent heart. In other words, your husband, if he was sorry for him, his sins, he will, he will be saved. He may spend some time in purgatory, but he's going to be saved. He gave this woman hope. It's like, you, you've heard that, that we should never judge anyone. And it reminds me of St. Faustina. She said, you know, we don't always see. There's no outward appearance when God visits a soul at that last hour, at that last minute. And, and, and we don't know, but God's mercy is always there. Anyway, it was a very merciful confessor and people would come all around. Actually, the train station nearest had a special ticket window just for people going to ours because they were going there to, you know, have confession. So it's Advent now. There's still time for you, for me, for everyone to make a good confession to prepare for Christmas. We, we are preparing for the birth of Christ. We're preparing for the second coming. And we're preparing also for the coming now into our hearts. And so this is a beautiful gift. I mean, we have nothing really to give to the Lord, but it pleases him that we want to be ready for him, that we want to uh, clean our lives up and clean ourselves up and just be in the best possible spiritual shape for this beautiful, amazing feast where humanity finally receives their Savior. John Vianney was a very humble man, and he never sought reward or recognition or respect even from his people. He was just interested in saving souls. And so, of course, when someone is popular, he was, he was popular because people wanted to go and have confession, you know. They would travel for miles, and the lines would be long, and he'd do it for 16 hours a day. 
there was a story that one of the neighboring priests was jealous. And you know, that's, this happens. People get, people get jealous. And he did not think that John Vianney should be a priest. Remember I said that he didn't do very well in his studies. He, he just was challenged that way. And so he was jealous of Vianney's fame and he started a petition to remove him from ours because of his lack of studies. And this is the funny thing. John Vianney was so humble. He caught wind of the petition. He signed it himself and sent it off to the bishop himself. He agreed. I'm not qualified. Remove me. And I think that uh, a humble confessor, you know, this is also one of the best weapons to get against Satan is humility. He doesn't know what to do about it. it. He has no idea how to handle humility. It just throws him off every time. Vienni accepted the torment from the devil and he knew he was attacking him because of the many sinners that would be reconciled. And he would often get attacked the most the night before a big sinner came to town to confess their sins. Interesting about this sacrament of confession. It's very powerful and it's more powerful than an exorcism. There is in the confessional, there's a direct battle with Satan and the Lord wins every time. People are a little bit apprehensive about maybe sometimes it's been a while. You don't like telling a priest your sins. You know, you don't need to go face to face. And remember, it's Jesus who is forgiving you. It's Jesus. He's just allowing you through his minister to hear the words that you've been absolved from your sins. You need to hear those words. We need it. We're, we're people that need, need each other. You know, we're human like Jesus, like he was human. The devil hates the sacrament more than any other. And he has a particular hatred for priests who labor in the confessional for souls. And so he had a particular hatred for John Vianney. And at night, John Vianney would get harassed by Satan. And when it was a particularly difficult night where, you know, I know his bed got caught on fire. He got thrown out of his bed. There's noises. There's all these things all the time, you know, really uh, getting at him. John Vianney would just laugh it off and say, you know, there's going to be a big harvest tomorrow. Some big sinner is coming in to the confessional, to be reconciled with God, to be snatched out of Satan's hands. So the worse the torment got, the more excited actually John Vianney would get. I don't know. He couldn't have slept much. I mean, he had a difficult life. He had to kind of put up with this all the time. So we think about in history, there's another priest that that had this sort of trouble and was known for uh, reading souls and being able to uh, give a good confession and people wanting to come see him. And that was Padre Pio. Same thing. Padre Pio would get harassed by the devil all the time. And especially, especially when, uh, you know, more sinners were coming to him to be reconciled to God. Because what is up for grabs is our eternal souls. That's what's up for grabs. And Satan doesn't like it when the Lord Jesus, through his priest, are snatching souls right out of his hand. So we are very fortunate to have John Vianney and Padre Pio and our own good priests here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Um, it's, it's Advent. There are penance services 
uh, a lot of priests. I know at my parish, Christ the King, there's extra hours and times posted for confession during the season. Just go on the Archdiocese website and find the different parishes and avail yourself because, and I promise you that, you know, it's not going to be easy because Satan doesn't want us to get to confession. So if we're planning to go, you might come across some resistance, you know, the car might break down or somebody might call you or you might be asked to go do this important thing or the phone will ring or there'll be some little distractions thrown in your way, especially if it's been a while since you've been there. So just see it for what it is, the same way that John Vianney did, the same way that Padre Pio did. It's just the devil not wanting you to go. So all the more reason to double up your efforts. And I suggest that you ask your guardian angel and... Mother Mary and St. Joseph to help you prepare a good examination of conscience. Yes, it's good to get there, but it's really good if we get there prepared. You know, you can take a piece of paper in the, in the little box with you. If you go into a dark box and you're behind a screen, you can have a little flashlight on your phone or whatever to read your, what you've written on your paper. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into confession and walked out and forgot. So I've been starting to write it down. I know that's risky. There's the fear that you might lose the paper. Don't put your name on it, for goodness sakes. But, um, uh, you know, you can destroy it right away afterwards. But go in prepared. There's several good preparations at the Fathers of Mercy on EWTN, their website, Catholic Answers. Any of the reputable Catholic sites will have a good examination for you to do. And usually also... In the church itself, they'll have pamphlets. And then when you get inside, if you're a little bit nervous, don't worry. They have posted the formula. And if for some reason it's not there, just ask the priest. He will help you through it. So this Christmas, this Advent time in preparation for Christmas, we asked John Vianney to pray for us. And Padre Pio, help us to make a good confession. Help us to be prepared for Christmas. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Pray with me now. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Onderko, produced at the studios of Matriday Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit matridayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.